0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday, the 24th of March. Thank God it is Friday. So... Just remember, this is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's head on over to the scores on the doors. As always, let's kick off with the Dow Jones. Bit of a higgledy-piggledy kind of night from the US markets. A little bit of volatility creeping in. Dow finally closing up 75 points, or 0.23%, 32,105. We had a high of 481 up and a low of 165 down. NASDAQ was up 1.01, 117 points to 11,787. And the S&P 500, as always in the middle for diddle, up 12 points or 0.3 of a percent. 39.49, the VIX volatility index was up 1.6%. And uh, that was at 22.61. The SPY Futures showing another loss. We can't get a trick, can we? Down 39 points or 0.56%. SPY Futures showing 69.50. Looking at European markets, they were easier as well. Stock 600 down 0.6. FTSE down 0.9. Germany unchanged. France pretty much unchanged. Spain down 0.5 of a percent. In terms of U.S. stocks, let's run through some of the biggies. Apple was up 07 Meta up 2.2%. Google up 2.2%. Microsoft up 2%. Amazon unchanged. Tesla up 0.6%. Netflix, big night for Netflix. Anyone would think they'd released season six of The Crown or another Harry and Meghan special up 9%. JP Morgan down 0.3%. Citigroup down 0.6%. Goldman up 0.4, Bank of America down 2.4, Wells Fargo down 1.6, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, not having a very good night at all, down 14.8%. Why were they down 14.8%? Well, Hindenburg, which the famous short sellers have attacked Block, Block has responded to the allegations saying they intend to work with the SEC and explore the allegations and refute the allegations. Uh, Hindenburg is known for these types of attacks, which are designed solely to allow short sellers to profit. And it is designed to deceive and confuse investors. Well, they were certainly dazed and confused last night, down 14.8% on the back of that Hindenburg report. Hindenburg, of course, have been in the news, to say the least recently, with that report on Adani. Apparently, they've been working on the block report for two years and blockers responded they were explore legal action. So that's the reason why block were down quite substantially. Uh, The banking sector generally under pressure, continuing to be under pressure. UBS used to be smart, uh, was down 4.3%, Barclays down 2%, HSBC down 2.9% and Lloyds in the UK uh, was down 2%, Deutsche down 3.2%. So no let up in the sell off in the banks. Uh, But certainly last night in the U.S., technology stocks seem to be becoming the safe haven. I never thought I'd say those words, but uh, the tech sector very much in focus last night. The spider technology select um, sector was up 1.6% last night. So interesting move there from that one. Um, We also saw the Nasdaq on the verge of a bull market. Well, at least the definition of a bull market. It's up almost 20% since its December lows. That is quite something to think about. 20% up for Nasdaq. Of course, Apple and Microsoft really pushing that one higher. Meanwhile, it was very much a tale of two cities. The Regional Banking Spider S&P ETF, the KRE lost 2.8% last night. Janet Yellen did say the administration is ready to take additional actions if warranted to stabilize the U.S. banking system. This is walking back a little bit from her comments the previous day at a House Appropriations Subcommittee. Uh, She did testify before a Senate panel yesterday. She said there had not been any consideration for blanket protection of U.S. bank deposits, uh, but she has changed her tune just a smidge Maybe uh, going to C sharp rather than C uh, major. I uh, said the government has taken strong actions to ensure American deposits are safe and would be prepared to take additional steps if warranted. So there you go. We also had some US jobs numbers out last night. Initial jobless claims for the week to the 18th of March fell a thousand week on week to 191,000, beating estimates for 195. Continuing claims for the week were up 4,000. Uh, the labour market data is better than expected, which means the, remains the key upside risk to the Fed's tightening path. And we also saw uh, February new home sales rising 1.1% month-on-month. Month. Uh, that was just shy of consensus, but above the downwardly revised January print. Uh, still down, though, 19% year-on-year. Year. And Biden's approval rating has slipped to 38% is near the lowest of his presidency. The all-time low was 36% in July last year and less than a third of Americans, 31% approve of Biden's handling of the economy. According to the latest polls, and Americans are less optimistic about the direction of the company of the country rather compared to last month. 21% expressed optimism, down from 28% a month ago. Alright, well, let's continue with the scores on the doors. Uh, looking at commodities overnight, we had the oil price down 0. 0.6 of a percent, 42 cents 75.32. The WTI price was down 1.47%. A dollar and four sixty nine sixty seven gold though bit of a winner last night again uh, very close to that two thousand level I think it actually did go through two thousand briefly on US dollar bullion pricing up one point three percent twenty five dollars 1993. platinum was up 0. 06 of a percent looking at LME copper was up one point eight percent nickel down point two aluminium up two point three percent zinc up one point four lead. Up 0.3 ton. I don't know what's quite going on with ton, but it is up 4.1% last night. We did see iron ore slip in Asian trade yesterday, down 0.8 of a percent. Dalian futures uh, were down 2%, and lithium was falling again yesterday, down 2.7%. Miners overseas: BHP up 0.14. Nothing shaking, but the trees there. Rio down 0.7. Freeport-McMoran down 0.1. Alcoa up 0.4, Tech down 2.4, Anglo down 0.7, Glencore up 0.3, Vale on oh, the back of that falling iron ore price in Asia down 3.8%, and Arbormile down 0.2, Commonwealth Bank overseas trading, very little interest unchanged on the evening session. Looking across the bond markets, we did get the US 10 year down 8.3 basis points, 3.417, the two year down to 3.825, and the Aussie 10, 3.25%. Bitcoin was up again above 28,000. The Aussie dollar, 66.86, and the US dollar index was slightly higher. Uh, That was odd considering the move in the gold price, uh, which was a good thing last night. So we should get some action in the gold stocks today. They were a little muted yesterday, but maybe we'll get some action in there today. Overnight as well, the Bank of England has pushed up interest rates again by 0.25 percentage points. They're now at 4.25%. That is the 11th consecutive increase. Given that the current rate of inflation in the UK is 10.4% and they have a 2% target, there is a long, long way to go. Wells Fargo has lifted forecasts for the global growth to 2.2% for 2023. Uh, The outlook for global activity continues to improve, it says. There we go. Uh, That is a good thing. And, of course, we had that attack last night from Hindenburg uh, on Jack Dorsey's block. And the Swiss National Bank in the news at the moment. Not really in the news very often, I have to say. It has raised its interest rates by 50 basis points. That is about it. Looking at local events today, not an awful lot coming out so far. Uh, there's some upgrades and downgrades coming. OFX, which reported yesterday, downgraded from market weight from overweight at Wilson's. AGL Energy has been upgraded to overweight from neutral at Baron Joey. Lifestyle Communities upgraded to overweight from underweight at Baron Joey. And Fortescue Future Industries in the Australian today has said they have made a pilot plant that can turn iron ore into green iron. Interesting. Westpac Banking is going to change its half-year reporting metrics, a net profit to be the single measure the group will use to assess performance. In other broken news, Hanson Technology upgraded to outperform from sector perform at RBC Capital Markets, and Aussie Broadband has been downgraded to neutral from overweight at uh, Morgan's there, uh, J.P. Morgan. So that is a, a move for them. Uh, Global Lithium Resources anticipates completing MANA Lithium Project DFS in the fourth quarter of CY23. And New Hope has uh, settled the Colton Project Proceedings, an economic outflow of $38.5 million. The party to the proceedings put in place agreed terms of settlement and release of claims. That is a uh, court case they've been going on with the uh, liquidators uh, of uh, Northern Energy Corp and Colton Coal, which were placed in liquidation by the creditors at a meeting on the 26th of July 2019. So it's a little while ago there. OK, well, we're looking at another sloppy end to the week, unfortunately. And that has certainly been the way of things this week. Uh, a couple of interesting things in the newsletter today, just some uh, Interest in um, how the U.S. Banking Index has performed over the last 25 years, which is not particularly inspiring. And also, it is three years to the day almost, oh, it is in the U.S. anyway, since the March 2020 low during COVID. How has the market performed in that time? Question of the day today, though, is... This is an old question of the day, but it still bears uh, some thoughts and opinions. After the attack last night by Hindenburg on afterpay owner Block, it obviously has been quite successful in the past with its attacks. And this recent attack, or the last one on afterpay owner Block, has been two years in the making, according to the media reports. Is someone like Hindenburg a force for good or a force for evil? should they be investigated more fully shall we say well that's it from me today thanks very much for listening have a great day and of course as always may the trading gods be with you